0: Well everyone, welcome back to the 307 podcast. Dude, it's good to be back on the 307 podcast and not somebody else's podcast.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's always fun to uh, to be a guest you know and meet some new people, but it's like it's like coming back home.
0: I just look I mean the 307 podcast is the premier podcast of all podcasts. Uh, especially in terms of fitness and faith and you know, we're the premier category in many other podcast in many podcast categories so uh, you know, when you have to leave it just when you have to leave to go on other podcasts, it just ain't the same, dude Yeah and and, you know um, we are sitting here looking out over the city of Austin, Texas. And by the time you guys listen to this, we'll be back home. But no matter what is going on, Chili and I are dedicated to bringing you a show when we said we would bring you a show. So after about 30 minutes of working on this lav mic that we are recording on here, we're finally able to hopefully be recording some content for you guys. If the audio sounds a little different, just know we're back to Chad and Chili on the road episodes for this episode only. You guys that haven't been listening for a long time, you probably don't know about the Chad and Chili on the road episodes. You got to scroll way back, almost a year back to be able to find the last on the road.
1: Yeah, that was, uh, I think we called that segment uh, ten full hats with Chad and Chili. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. When me and Chili go on the road, man, and and we don't have we don't have Blake and Krista around to kind of rein things in, it can tend to go a little sideways. Yeah, <laughs> you think? So, um, well, first of all, Chili, I want you to tell the people about that Peloton, man.
1: <laughs> man, first of all, this hotel, I don't. I'm not used to staying in the hotel that's, that's, uh, that's nice. You know, we're sitting here in the, in the penthouse suite, you know, looking over the,
0: yeah, right. <laughs> 160 bucks a night
1: <laughs> looking over the, uh, this hazy Austin skyline. And, and I'm, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy to be in this nice hotel, this penthouse. And, uh, you know, I've did some exploring. I went down to the the bottom level where there's a pool and and i noticed a room filled with peloton bikes now i've always i've always crapped on peloton Uh, you may have one at home some of you listeners might but i've always thought it was a freaking joke well your perspective has changed on peloton hasn't it (laughs) well yeah i i went in i went in there and made me an account and fired up, fired up the old computer. You know, those things are computers. I mean, it's a wild machine. It's literally a flat screen computer hooked up to a bike. I mean, it's, I can't imagine how much that cost. And, um, yeah, you select a workout. I said, all right, I'll, you pick a trainer, select a workout. And, uh, I set mine on 30 minutes with Stacy or something. And, uh, yeah, we got going. You're gonna be dreaming about Stacy tonight, ain't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, uh, she. I just tried to. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give this its best shot. I kind of just wanted to get on there and pedal, move my legs a little bit. And um, do you? By the way, do you run?
0: Oh yeah. Um, I only run when I know someone is watching or there's a camera around. Okay. Yeah.
1: Or or, or ride a bike, a workout in general.
0: No, I just say I do right, um, and then right. so the... I just do it when I know someone's watching. Okay.
1: Well, me too. So I uh, I Had the camera in there. And well, there uh,
0: also happened to be someone else in there doing tr- Peloton, right? So true. yeah, that counted as the person that actually got to see you
1: me and Christine were in there riding if and, there uh, would
0: have been Nobody else in there. You wouldn't have did the workout.
1: Well, Christine was getting after it But uh, yeah, so I was in there and I said, okay, I will do this like you're supposed to, you know, I'm not even, I'm, I'll, I'll do what she says. And then, so there's a person on the screen guiding you through it. And they're playing music and, and it, you know, it was like, set your, set the resistance to this level and, you know, keep your cadence between 80 and a hundred. I mean, I was all on it.
0: Are they yelling at, are they yelling at you? It's, mo-
1: it's motivational. Okay. It's not aggressive. It ain't how I would do it. Okay. It's more encouraging. And so she was hyping me up, making me feel good. And, uh, about three minutes in, I quickly, I quickly realized that ain't for me. That is no freaking joke, dude. If you do it right, it's hard as crap. It was a 30 minute workout. I'd said, you know what? 15, I'm cutting this off. I did it for 15 minutes, like as I was supposed to. And then I was done. I was wringing wet and, uh, Oh, Christine was still
0: hammering, but I had to leave her. So you're telling me you've ran all kinds of these crazy ultra marathons and stuff, but you couldn't finish a freaking Peloton session, dude? You yeah. literally quit your Peloton session ha- halfway yeah. through? Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That 30-minute Peloton workout, don't 100-mile com- race don't compare to that.
0: Does Peloton give you some sort of penalty for that or something? I mean, you said you you had an account with them. I mean, yeah, I got think, knocked for that. You think they? <laughs> I got so kn- yeah, th- my ultra sign
1: up ranking went down.
0: They knock your Peloton points yeah. down if you yeah. if you don't finish the workout.
1: Well, I will say also, there's a leaderboard of like your output. That somehow they calculate some output score as you're going, and I was doing it live with 24 different people.
0: At the same time as me.
1: Yeah, I had to wait three minutes and join the next session and everything, so I was doing it with 24 other people. And out the box, I came out hot. I was up there in front, and then by about 10 minutes in, I I was getting passed systematically every 30 seconds.
0: Well, you, you know, it's interesting that I'm talking crap to Chili about his Peloton failure because while he was down doing Peloton, I was up here in the hotel room taking a nap. Um, actually, I was reading my Bible, but I was was supposed to be taking a nap, and um, Chili walks in the door, and he literally walks into the room here and lays down on the floor. Now, he I hate I would have hated to have seen what condition he was in when he first got off of that daggone bike, because he had to leave the peloton. Walk to the elevator, yeah, and then ride the elevator all the way up here to where we are, and he still comes in here and collapses on the floor after all that, you know, minute or two to f- to gather himself. I mean, yeah, I never s- seen nothing like it. I dude.
1: stumbled on out of there. I was dehydrated, dizzy, just
0: weak. <laughs> well. I don't so know, man i i'm gonna i'm gonna have to do a peloton workout at some point just, yeah just just to see if it's
1: hey if you if you regularly peloton more power to you but that was my
0: first and last it sounds legit man yeah well, you need to go finish that workout when we get done with this podcast. So at, least yeah. you, at least you don't get your Peloton points. Yeah. Don't stay low.
1: Well, I do have to say, you calling that quitting, there ain't no set time frame I had to do that in. You
0: just put it on pause. I basically. had every
1: intention to go back down there tonight. I already told you that. Oh, no.
0: okay. Okay. There ain't no freaking quitter. I got you. Well, we've done quite a bit of running out here, too. Um, it's 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 pretty steamy out here. We found a few trails. Uh, we went to try to find a new trail today. We've been running on some trail right in downtown that goes around some big lake here in Austin. And uh, we've, we've about ran that thing out. Um, so today I said, hey man, let's go check out this other trail system that I found on all trails. So we ride all the way up north of town we pull in this parking spot, or we pull in this parking lot, and there's a sign right there at the beginning of the parking lot that says, lock it up, hide it, or take it with you. <laughs> and I'm like, Never huh, a good sign. That's odd. I, I've never seen a sign like that. What What is this thing talking about? And we pull down in the parking lot, and literally, I'm not exaggerating, every parking sp- space in this parking lot has shattered glass in it. Every single yeah, one. Yeah, every one. There's one other truck there. And that truck, they left, it was a really nice truck. They left all their windows down. <laughs> so no one would shatter their windows. It, that was unbelievable, man. i never seen anything like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I get the concept of leaving your windows down if he, you know, I guess he emptied out his vehicle. Yeah. So there's literally nothing that they could take. But I mean, th- I don't want to live like that. Like just you can't have what you want in your own truck?
0: It was it was unbelievable. I never uh, seen anything like that before. Uh, that's crazy. Um these freaking cities are just they are cesspools. They are just cesspools. I, you know, I've been hearing about Austin ever since the coronavirus hit. Everybody started moving here yeah. from California and all these other. I guess mainly California. And uh, I, I, not that it's a terrible city, um, as as cities are are concerned, but still, man, it's just crap like that. It's like. I guess they're, they're all equally just cesspools. I'm so freaking ready to get back home and well, be in the country. Well, I
1: think, I think what it is with them, the L.A. moving to Austin thing is it's, to them, Austin is probably like this oasis with no crime.
0: Mm, it's all relative,
1: it's all relative. I mean, if we come from where we're at, Austin seems horrible. Yeah. But then if we went and saw L.A., it'd blow it out of the water. So, if you come from LA to Austin, it's like a breath of fresh air.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, could I see think that. it's
1: just a perspective. Because I've been
0: to LA. Yeah. And, and yeah, you're I right. but- You're right. That was one thing that I, I did notice because all big cities, the homeless population is just usually astounding. And especially LA. I've never in my life seen anything in the United States as bad as LA. Yeah. But when we were running along that river trail, the first day i told you i was like i'm surprised there aren't more homeless camps down here yeah so you're right moving from la to here would be like you're moving back to a small town yeah yeah yeah
1: i mean it'd be the equivalent of of moving from somewhere like here to a yeah it's exactly that it's just the just the scale
0: i just I, i just ain't digging it man i just can't do these cities man they 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 just drain the life out of me I told Chili today I said anybody that would willingly partake in life in this in this big city every day day in and day out I view them as mentally ill now y'all probably some of y'all might say the same thing about me for living (laughs) out in the woods which is interesting, but it's just not for me, man. It's um, well, you're it is what it
1: is. You're learning. You're getting more, more
0: adaptable. Well, I did go from level what? Level 10 to level 19. Level 10 to 19, but I gotta be at level a thousand before I'm ready, right?
1: Well, that's <laughs> depends on what you what you want to be ready for. But level a thousand, you you're in the you're in like a different league then. Okay. I'm on thirty thousand by the way. You're on level thirty thousand. Thirty thousand and thirteen. But so I'm I am the master. And um, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about adaptability, okay? That's a trait that you won't hear very many people tell you that you need to have in life or that's not that's not a, a sexy term, you know. But adaptability. It man, it's it's vital to surviving in this world and
0: not if you just stay in the woods. I don't. T- you don't well, need
1: it. You're not in the woods right
0: now, man. That is that's true. The, you,
1: you, you always will find yourself out. And that's what I'm saying. Adaptability. You know, the why does the pro. Lord have
0: to? The Lord, I think, intentionally calls me on these missions to places like this just to aggravate me. You're leveling up. He's forcing me to level up. Yeah. So, I leveled up today from level 10 to level 19 because we did a podcast with a group of dudes, and their podcast is called Drinking Bros. All right, guys. I've been on a lot of podcasts as a guest. Um, I have never in my life been on a podcast like Drinking Bros, all right? Uh... I literally sat in that studio, pretty much the whole podcast, and I was racking my brain trying to figure out what was happening. Uh, what even happened on that podcast, man? Boy,
1: it was something to watch.
0: I think I was traumatized, and yeah. and my mind has has blocked it all out. So what actually happened while we were in there?
1: Well, I... I almost had sensory overload because of how many tasks I was trying to do. I observed and watched every single individual in there, mainly focusing on you, and the term that kept coming to my mind is perplexed. For you. <laughs> you, you, you existed for an hour and a half in a, in a constant state of perplexity. Well, you and know, it was awesome to watch
0: usually usually when you go on a on a podcast like someone invites you to be on the show the show has a has a purpose right like you're <laughs> you're trying I to sure had a purpose you're well i well i'd like to know what you thought the purpose was um you're you, you know you're you're trying to learn something or, or or whatever it may be the show has a purpose and the the conversation has a a natural flow and a progression, and and, um, so that's what I'm used to, right? I mean, and this thing, it never even got on the rails. It it couldn't get off the rails because it never even got on the rails. So, uh, by the way, Chili was on the podcast. Well, I wasn't invited on. I just kind of you just no. I, when we walked in there, I told these guys because I knew it was I knew it was a different type of show. I didn't know how different type of show it was, but I had listened to a little snippet of their show before while I was out on a run because I knew I was going on as a guest, and it was so negative that I had to turn the show off because it was slowing me down on my run. And so I've only ever listened to like five minutes of that. Of that show, and um, I told them, I said, "Chili's probably the guy that you actually want on this podcast, not me." And they said, "Well, I'll give him a mic, then." <laughs> they set him in a chair over there and trained the camera on him and gave him a mic. And um, and I think the first question I asked was, "Hold on, why did you guys invite me on this? Why did you invite <laughs> me on this show? Yeah. Like, I'm confused about." Right off the bat, I'm confused about why I'm here. (laughs) And I know uh, the uh, ultimately the only reason that I personally can find for being on that show was to share my testimony. And anything other than that was mind boggling to me. Well, I had a ball. It was your favorite podcast we've ever done. Oh. Lord, of man. all the podcasts we've traveled and done, this was Chili's favorite episode that we have recorded with someone else. Oh Lord, I had a ball! Tell I them had. about how how the questions went.
1: Well, see, Ross, um, Ross Patterson pretty well takes the reins as the host of that show, and and he uh, he's got a style that I like to call the the shotgun interview style. He he essentially asks his guest a series of non sequential, completely unrelated questions <laughs> that don't relate to the last one that he asked. And uh, that's a style, man. I like it. I mean, he would ask you a question about, you know, you, you would share a piece of your testimony and he would ask you a question related to that. You would answer it. His very next question might be to ask you what your favorite fruit was. Yeah. And or, I, I personally love that stuff. It, it was
0: it was short circuiting me. <laughs> I know. I was enjoying it. I was it. like what are we talking about here? Bigfoot? Uh, people going to the moon. Yeah. Um, like what are we talk what what are we trying to do here? And and yeah, it was uh I don't know man. If you guys don't mind foul language uh, from the the other hosts, not Chili and I, obviously, but um, you might maybe you'll get a good laugh out of that <laughs> <laughs> out of that well, drinking bros episode.
1: Listen, man, the uh, you know you can you could definitely argue. I mean, I wouldn't argue this, but there there would be some. There are plenty of people that would argue that shows that are just purely for entertainment are not not worth nothing. They shouldn't exist you know and i don't i don't agree with that i mean i think there's something to be said about shows that are f- for entertainment and it doesn't mean that there can't be value in them and you know that show's purpose is entertainment and um you know if it's not for you don't listen i mean it ain't like i listen to it on a regular basis my gosh yeah i don't listen to that show <laughs> but um y- you know it's uh it's just entertainment and and an example of like how how you went on there and approached it as a guest is you provided value yeah you shared your story you shared your testimony i mean like that's it's uh i don't know i think you can overthink it man it's just it's just a regular old podcast man <laughs> <laughs> i freaking had a ball i'll tell you that i uh Chad did tell them that, that I, that they should interview me, which is obviously not the case, but, um, they just sat me down in a chair and I said, well, yeah, I'll talk to you. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it.
0: Well, I'm glad you were there with me, dude, cause I needed some backup on that jewel. <laughs> I need some backup on that show, man. Man,
1: I was as comfortable as I was in my bed at home. <clears throat> oh yeah. Wrapped up in silk sheets. Oh, you were eating it up, son. You were eating it up. Level 3,013 on that adaptability scale.
0: Chili was eating it up, man. I was ready to... uh, You
1: can't rattle me.
0: I was ready to grab my stuff and head on out of that joint, son. I
1: mean, the only reason I'm even saying you can't rattle me is because stuff like that, you know, you don't like it. But I just don't know what's not to like, man. I mean, you just sat down and had a conversation. Well, that's true.
0: That's true. Yeah. I think
1: sometimes... You know, you may you may have too much expectations for something. Like you assume, oh, this is going to be this way. You know, this is how podcasts are, and then you know you step in and do one like that. You go, whoa. whoa.
0: Well, I I think I think what it is though, um, you know, what what drives me to to do this, um, travel across the country, and give interviews. What drives me to do this is uh, The hope that something that I might say Will give someone else some hope All right, so that now, now we achieved that even on drinking bros. I, I would like to think um, We inserted uh, plenty of plenty of good conversation that I think will give people hope but um, so that is my that is my expectation: is to be provided the opportunity to share parts of my story that uh, that are going to give people hope or help people in some way, shape, or form. So that is my expectation because that's the only reason why I do this. Now we achieved that, but we didn't achieve that necessarily because of the questions they asked. So I guess that's why it caught me off guard. Well, that's you know? what
1: I'm sitting here trying to uh, uh, trying to say, man. Is is that that goal that you have can be accomplished literally no matter what the interviewer does or says. That's true. Unless they cut your mic or, and and then don't r- post the show. Yeah. They cannot keep you from accomplishing that goal. Yeah. They cannot. No matter what they say. That's true. That's they true. they literally like I said if they don't post the show well <laughs> you lost the platform or whatever but but if they post it they, they they can say whatever they want it's it's impossible to keep you from accomplishing that goal mm-hmm. so no show is is not worth <sighs> doing I mean if you wanted to do it, you know mm-hmm. I, I, there's there's nothing that
0: yeah man and and you know it was another thing too. Um, I was having an off day today already anyways, and, um, you know, walking into a studio like that, I mean, although that's an entertaining, fun, uh, type of show, uh, spiritually, like there, there's a heaviness in there. Like, I I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you're sensitive to that. Yeah. I, I felt it like, yeah. In that studio, um, there's a dark. heaviness in there it's dark man and real dark and i was already having an off day and then you walk into the metaphorical lion's den with uh with the job to share the gospel of christ Whew. son man that's you know I, I i think i think maybe that's why i'm so exhausted this evening is because there has been spiritual battle being fought today that I that that I didn't even anticipate,
1: well, yeah, I mean, I suppose you would say that there is every day, but the intensity of it can certainly vary, yeah, and uh you know the the beautiful thing is I'm about <sighs> to sound maybe y'all already think I'm corny, I don't know i, I but this is about to be real corny but if 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 you go and try to provide shine a light in a place that is not dark, it ain't even going to freaking show up, man.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and like, I, the, the word I used uh, is, like, that studio... It wasn't dark. Like, I'm not talking about l- literally. That was... They had... I mean, it was a nice studio, man. There was lights everywhere, you know? Yeah. It, 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 I'm talking about... Whatever this is spiritually, you know th- this this, this uh, other realm that you can tap into with your physical senses uh, uh, somehow. I don't I I'm, I can't explain it, but it it it's it's there's something there. Um, it was dark. Yes. Uh, there was a heaviness, but it was dark, which is uh, I literally you envision going walking in to like on a nice sunny day, walking down the street, living, living in the moment. And then you walk into this, this room that is is shrouded in darkness. And you know, that's, that's where you're going to stand out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we,
1: so the reason I say that illustration is you don't, you don't stand out if it's not, dark place if you share the gospel to someone who already knows the gospel who's already a believer i mean that's that's pointless now it doesn't mean you don't talk to those people and help those people through what they're going through and talk in a different way but you don't share the gospel Mm -hmm. with someone who's already a believer you understand that it's a totally different conversation you don't like if you if you view sharing the gospel as a light, if you, if you're likening it to that, well, that would be like shining a light at the sun. That's right. It, it, it's 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 pointless. But shining a light in a dark room is uh that, that's the only way that's the only place you can do it.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, man. It it ain't easy. It, I, I could
1: see you struggling with it as it was happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I it, think from my
1: perspective, that was a. I. I don't. I don't know that I would want to say a. A. Re, maybe just a hesitancy, um, because of not. Not knowing quite how, the most. The best way to to do it.
0: Yeah. So I you just know what went. I mean? uh, well. So in in that i just decided to go full bore i mean i think it's safe to say that i just kind of defaulted to going full bore on these cats you know what i mean
1: uh, yeah and i mean you know it's interesting uh when you i mean i'm mainly just talking about any time that whatever the message happened to be for you but if you felt that you had to convey a message it doesn't even have to be sharing your testimony or sharing the gospel, honestly, any message that you felt like you had to share, it's, uh, (laughs) it's, you can get in a scenario where it doesn't feel like the right time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like with how the conversation is going and and, and the questions that are asked. And it's just like, I mean, if I just blurt something out here, it like, it, it won't, it won't fit.
0: Well, that's basically what I had to do.
1: Well, you didn't though, and that's what I was going to get to. Is there's, I mean, you could I, there's definitely going to be people being like, "Hey man, there's never a bad time to share it or a wrong way to do it. Just share it, you know." And I agree with that, but but there's also an element to real life that involves being smart, yeah, and doing things when when it's when it matters, you know. And I I think that was that not hesitancy, but that, you know, that tension that you were feeling, and then when there was a window of, okay, it's, you know, the right time for me to say what I want to say, you know, you capitalized on it. Mm -hmm. And I think there's an argument to be made that if you had done it differently, if you had done it early, or because you you couldn't wait any longer, and you were just like, hey, man, here's what I want to say. Yeah, yeah. it, It doesn't even, it's not it's like what
0: yeah yeah
1: you know but but when you I mean you didn't make it unnatural at all
0: well I appreciate that man I appreciate that Um, it was definitely a challenge man and it definitely it definitely drained me I think one starting off in kind of a bad place and having to enter into that you know that warfare or that type of environment it uh it did make me grow it definitely took me to a it definitely took me to another level man
1: that's where you have fun though i mean i i I definitely hear what you're saying and know what you mean about having to enter something like that when you're not in the best place initially but Mm -hmm. because that's what makes it you know especially challenging but there's just
0: well you know it reminds me it reminds me of scripture saying be ready in season and out of season right so be ready even when you even when you're you're already a little beat down you're well, yeah. already feeling you're already just not feeling in the mood you already got you you know you got other crap going on in in the background uh you know you're you're in a weird place you feel drained you got to be ready then man well that got to be ready out of season
1: that's why you train physically every day because you know you, you never know what's gonna what's gonna come up and what physical requirements a day may hold of you but if you train every day you know you may find yourself in a day where you're like man i'm sick and i gotta do this you know or i've got a little something wrong with my body and i'm and I, you know and then this was thrown on top but that's why you're as physically fit as you can be because it's like it don't matter Mm-hmm. I can still handle it. Yeah. Same with this. It's there's no uh, there's no off season. That's right. To to anything.
0: That's right. Yeah. There's it's, no especially especially I mean the the core of the core of our mission at 307 project which the core the, the driving thing behind everything is is to point people to Christ and point people to the gospel. And uh, you're right, man. There's never an out of season for that. Yeah, no. Which is why Scripture said, "You be ready all the time." If yeah. that is, it, it, you know.
1: It, yeah, be ready in and out of season is basically. That's.
0: <laughs> be ready all the time. That's
1: another way of letting you know, hey, there's not an off season.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ultimately, I'm ultimately, uh, it's in it's in the Lord's hands. Uh, he He brings me and Chili to these places. Um, not, not always uh, telling us or sh- revealing to us exactly why we are where we are uh, and why we are talking to uh, the people who we are talking to. And we that takes a huge measure of trust um, because when you don't know exactly sure why you're going, and there's a lot of there's a lot that goes into going, leaving home, leaving your family, uh, spending tons of time in the car. You know, it costs a lot of money, and you're not exactly sure why you're doing it. You just got to trust and say, well, this opportunity's been placed before me. I believe it's been placed before me by Jesus Christ, and I believe the Holy Spirit will be my strength and put words into my mouth when I get to the place in which I'm supposed to be going. That's a tremendous amount of trust, man.
1: Well, that's the thing is I I don't really see it that way. I mean, well, I think what you're saying is you don't see it that way. You know why you're you're doing everything that you're doing. Mm -hmm. You just don't know the 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 nitty-gritty mm-hmm. the details of it yeah but i mean if you know, if you feel like you know the big picture of why then mm-hmm. there's nothing to be nothing to be concerned about yeah or anxious about i mean you don't like dealing with the dang details anyway
0: that's a good point
1: <laughs> i mean if you had to worry about the details you'd go you'd go slap a wall
0: yeah it's been an interesting day man um how this- you feel now I mean, I'm glad to be back on the 307 podcast, dude. Yeah. I mean, like I say, this is this is what I've been called to do, but uh, it's it's not always it's not always super fun. Um and you know, I think there's a there's a part of that too that um plays into just putting your like uh, there's some, there's something that can be exhausting at times in terms of just putting yourself out there, dude, and being honest with people, and uh, telling the truth about your experiences, and um, telling the truth about your failures, and and not only your accomplishments, but your failures, too. And, you know, um, I don't know. It's just some days, some days I feel like, man, you know, why, why was I chosen to walk this path and put myself out there? And, and uh, because there's such a huge part of me that would be completely content with working at the state park and nobody knowing who I was. You know what I mean? And uh, there's a tension there, but it, the tension makes sense to me. Because Christ will never call you to do a place or to a place or to do a thing for the kingdom where you are going to be comfortable. I don't believe he will ever call you to that place because I believe as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, being in a place where you are comfortable and just completely just... You could use the word content even. That's a dangerous place to be in terms of service to Christ. because when you get in these places where where you are really uncomfortable, um, whether it's putting yourself out there, if you're a re- if you're a more reserved person, I'm actually I would I would lean more toward being reserved. Um, whether it's putting yourself out there or or whatever your mission is, when you get into those places where you are uncomfortable, that is what forces you to lean more on Christ. It forces you to. You have no other choice. So if Christ calls you, if Christ was to call you to do something that you were totally comfortable doing, well you might be serving Him, but how often would you really have to cry out to Him and say, be my strength today. It would never happen and when you cry out to Christ and you say Christ be my strength today um, that dependency on him that's what he wants he wants you to cry out to him he he wants you to be uncomfortable he wants you to need him Um, that's what he's here for Uh, so I don't know man Today, definitely. Today, I've definitely been feeling that, like, hmm. you know, Lord, just be my strength, and and where where what it whatever, whatever happens. So, it's ultimately brought not only given us a chance to share the gospel of Christ, but also strengthened my own personal dependence on Christ, and therefore strengthening my relationship with him you see what i'm saying
1: yeah yeah i mean i think i i think too being being uncomfortable tends to make you recognize your own helplessness exactly more so than being comfortable does but uh but there's nothing that that says you you can't be in a comfortable like that podcast itself well, I was very comfortable,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, like in and of itself. Um, of course, I didn't... Well, also, that being said, you're not me. I was... Well, I was just going to say, I also didn't... I mean, I talked about freaking Bigfoot. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, like, I, I the, my contribution was about the moon landing being fake and yeah. the black holes being fake. So, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I mean, I'm just my point in saying that is just because you went through a situation where you were comfortable, it doesn't mean you're, you're overall comfortable in whatever the case may be, but like that situation as an example, I was comfortable in. nothing excludes me or, or, or that doesn't prevent me from still recognizing my complete helplessness.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I still uh, j- just because that, that specific hour and a half didn't stress me in the same way. I can, I should still recognize that ain't that ain't because of me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's not because of anything about me yeah. or that I did something good or that I can do this on my own. Well, like, you have
0: a unique ability to do that. I think you you constantly keep yourself in check in uh in in that way of thinking. You know what I mean? But so many. So many humans, including myself, um, don't think that way. Well, I mean, as soon as you get comfortable, and as soon as you you know you're in a place where you're you're not you're not feeling uh, any tension, yeah. you start to believe that's because of your humans start to believe that's because oh that's my that I, I set this situation up for myself. I'm here because yeah. of, of because of what i've done and what i've built right yeah
1: no that's a good point i mean i just i just bring that up just to encourage someone who who may be who may be like well you know there's stuff that i do that i feel you know i feel comfortable with at times and and i don't know what to do with that well the same thing do the same thing recognize that you had nothing to do with that Mm -hmm. recognize that you are just as helpless on your own, then, as you are when it's an when it's an uncomfortable hard situation. I, th- I just think that's important because I think as so humans key. we constantly go in and out of yes. the comfortable and uncomfortable. And what Chad's saying that he did today is so important. If you don't do that, then like I don't even know the ramifications, man. You start thinking that you are the the, the man. Yeah, and that you've got it everything under control. That that's just a, it's a really flawed way to live. And uh, but but yeah, I just think that you're gonna go in and out of comfortable and uncomfortable, and 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 that same mindset has to be there when when you're comfortable too. That you can't do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice if we could all maintain that mindset at all uh, yeah. times. But yeah. like I say, it's a. I think it's human nature to want to rely on ourselves, um, and thinking that, that we are, uh, we are the, the thing that yeah. provided the result that we yeah. wanted. And, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, when I get most, when I get the most exhausted in life, I realize it finally, after I just get beat down, I realize I'm so exhausted because I've been, I'm have been, i in a place where I am thinking what is happening is reliant upon me. So thinking exactly the opposite of how you think. Mm-hmm. That's when I get most exhausted in life, and I, I'll finally reach a point where I'm just like, I freaking can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And then I, I, it clicks to me dude the reason you're so tired is because you you've reverted back to a place of thinking it's you it's you that's creating these results it's It's all on you to to do this or to do that right when ultimately it's it's not
1: well, I think we get that confused because if you didn't know what we're talking about, it is <laughs> it is you like it's not somebody else behind the scenes creating all of the opportunities for you and like you're just the the benefactor of it no like you are doing the the you are t- doing the steps in your life that have have got you here it's just the mistake comes when you think you did that on your own strength mhm like you are the one being used. Like it.
0: Yeah, you're being like used. It, it
1: was you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't somebody else. But you didn't. It was nothing in you or about you that created that. Yeah. Like you didn't. I, I think you know when you say yeah. you didn't, it, it's that can get confused. Like.
0: Well, it makes total sense to me. I you mean, you were
1: used, but you know. When
0: when you when you can when you can comprehend the fact that the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, is is literally in you. He the Holy Spirit of Christ is in is inhabiting your body and using you to do whatever suits his will. So it makes total sense to me, man. Um so other than that, we went to New Orleans. <laughs> that was a pretty interesting that was a pretty interesting place.
1: Yeah. I like New Orleans. I like Austin.
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I would. I like
1: Gadsden, Alabama.
0: Dude, I think I would take the French Quarter over Austin. The French Quarter had some dang culture, man. Yeah. Austin's just a city. The French Quarter had some culture, dude.
1: Oof. Yeah. I mean, I did like them them big nets they were pretty good but uh
0: i mean even just the people man know, the, the cafe people. du monde yeah but
1: uh yeah that that strip down there it uh just them little shops weren't doing it for me in new orleans yeah you know what i'm saying i don't know i just didn't i like new orleans don't get me wrong but um
0: i felt right at home in. in we didn't we didn't
1: go around enough you know Like, I like that French Quarter on the right side
0: a lot. You could have spent an entire day...
1: Oh, yeah, we don't know ...walking
0: through all them little alcoves and alleyways. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I liked a lot about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, my vote. I'm casting my vote for New Orleans. I'm
1: hard-pressed to not... I will like something about everywhere you put me. Everywhere. Yeah? But, uh... Yeah, it's t- it's tough. I mean, Austin, all these Texas towns are, are sprawling.
0: Oh, it's huge. We drove
1: through Houston, you know. It's like you can't even say, even us in Austin, I mean, we've been here for a minute. We ain't seen a thousandth of Austin, you know. I mean, we've, it's hard to even, you try to hit the good spots, you know, the good running trail, the good taco truck and all that, but. Um, yeah, there's something I do like about it.
0: Well, I'll be happy to hear when you can place your finger on that. On what I like about Austin? Yeah. Good food. Yeah, but I think you just have a special gift for finding good food.
1: I can find good food anywhere.
0: Yeah, you really can.
1: Yeah. Thank you for recognizing that. So, it's not really
0: a testament to Austin. It's a testament to your ability to find good food.
1: Well... Either way, it had something to offer.
0: You know, I think I because I because I asked you, you can't quite articulate what you like so much about Austin. Um, I can't articulate anything I like about Austin. What I, about New Orleans. New Orleans. Okay, New Orleans. What I liked about it was the culture, man. The the dude that was singing. Yeah. Out in front of the the. Baignet Nets? Yeah. Shop. Like the dude that was playing the piano in the seafood restaurant no, that I, we ate. I did like rich. The food. Yeah. You talk about the food. You can't get that food anywhere else in I can get barbecue somewhere else. Like I could get a good steak somewhere else. You can't you can't get that food, man. I mean Well, not like that. It's
1: imposter. Yeah. The, yeah that Cajun
0: the dude, um, you remember the dude that was sitting, sitting out behind the beignet shop that had his his suit on and his, the. God. You remember that dude, man? Like. Him, Daddy. Yeah, yes. I, I mean, just the the way yeah. these people I that dude a lot. were were dressed and just hanging out and the music and and um, even just the way that the the streets were laid out in, down in that French Quarter. They were just laid out real in a real unique way. I mean, it, it didn't, there's been no other city or area of a city that I've been to that even was remotely like that area.
1: Well, let me tell I need to make a serious correction too, because I said I didn't like that, sh- that left side on the French Quarter with the shops.
0: You just didn't like that because you couldn't find a bathroom.
1: That's exactly what I was about to say. I was really pissed. Yeah. I went about four different places and couldn't pee. Yeah. No, I actually did like... We didn't go in any of them. I mean, I, you know, we could have walked through one just to see it. I mean, from yeah, I liked them. Uh, I didn't like that there was no bathrooms. You can't pee in New Orleans. Did you know that?
0: Well, I'm sure most people just pee on the sidewalks.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't think any... Anybody would have had a very big problem with that down there in the French Quarter. <laughs> well. Because it was grungy. It, it, it wasn't. Grungy. Yeah. It was grungy. It wasn't really dirty, like there wasn't trash everywhere or anything, but it was it was grungy, for sure. I mean, it's
1: them hurricanes, man. Yeah. It just washes stuff up and you just kind of got to leave it
0: because. I, like I, I felt like you could just disappear in New Orleans.
1: I did. Like, uh, no police
0: no police man no didn't see a single cop and we're leaving we're leaving the french quarter in our vehicle now and i look up and there's a massive gathering of people and uh, having a burnout contest right in the middle of the freaking street man there's hundreds of people and there's just tire smoke uh everywhere just filling the air and and Chili's like, I don't know if I'd ride up into that, Chad. And luckily our turn was right before where they decided to have their little burnout competition. It it seemed like a very lawless place.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't mind that.
0: No, I mean, I I don't really either, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, no, it was was cool. I, I would like to have, I think I could spend a few days in New Orleans and, uh, and really go check out the food, and yeah, really do some damage. But uh.
0: yeah, we were just passing through.
1: Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I would really like to put my skills to the test there, cause
0: it's good. That was a cool spot. Yeah. And we've we've had two people come up to us now during this trip that recognized Three O Seven Project. That was pretty cool. Some. <laughs> Uh, some guy, I forget the guy's name. I forget actually both their names. I apologize. Uh, one in New Orleans, super fit guy, um, a martial arts. I assume Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He was down there for a martial arts camp, uh, and just super nice dude, man. Super motivated, fit, awesome guy. And then uh, today at the taco yeah. taco truck. We had another uh, awesome dude and his wife come up and say hey, and uh, give us encouragement. And encouragement is always welcome around here, <laughs> yeah. especially on days like today, man. <laughs> for sure.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's. Uh, yeah, that little taco place was cool, and him, him him walking up and saying hi. That was. I was glad he did that.
0: Yeah. Well, it's been a good trip. We're getting ready to wrap it up. And uh, cut to the hut, and uh, I guess Chili will go finish his Peloton workout, and uh, <laughs> then, then we'll we'll get eastbound and down.
1: Like I'm miserable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this installment of On the Road with Chad and Chili. Again, if you're not a regular listener to the 307 Podcast, this is a special episode. We'll be back in the studio, Lord willing, next time we talk to you guys. We love all y'all. We hope you're doing well. We'll talk to you soon. Enough said.